630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. The Labor Day Classic was a classic once again. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. The Eskimos and Stampeders played a doozy yesterday afternoon in Calgary. They put the classic back in the game, but for the Eskimos, the disappointment remains. The snap. It's down. Pereira steps into it. Drives it. It's going. It's going. It's got a chance. And it is good. A 43-yard game-winning field goal. Randy Paredes and the Calgary Stampeders in dramatic fashion have won the Labor Day Classic. Oh. No time on the clock. The kick is up. And the Calgary Stampeders have won the 2018 Labor Day Classic. Rene Paredes wins it with a field goal, 23-20, Calgary over Edmonton. Two takes on the game winner, courtesy of Mark Steven and our sister station in Calgary, 770 CHQR. The Rene Paredes walk-off field goal gives Calgary a seventh straight win on Labor Day. Earlier today, I spent time with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, looking ahead to Saturday and the rematch, but also, of course, course looking back to a tough loss and a game lost yesterday in a heartbreaking way yeah I think you hit it right on the head it's a tough way to lose it's tough to lose anyways but to lose to Calgary uh, in their own building on Labor Day when you feel like you played a, a good football game um, and don't come out with the victory it's it's hard to swallow and um, but you know we'll let it fester for a few days and go back out and, and play better on Saturday uh, a game that I imagine the more you watch the, the film of it and look back at it, you just see so many things that went wrong that could have changed the outcome of the game, things that, uh, you know, you could have done better. Yeah, no question. I mean, there's it's the old cliche of football like we always talk about. It's play here, play there. Well, we had five dra- drives on offense that I could say in the second half that led to our demise for sure. Um, if you give us any of those five, you know, give us the two that are in field goal range and we stay in field goal range and kick two field goals, it's probably a different outcome of that football game. Um, but we don't, and we don't make that happen. So, you know, hats off to them. They made the plays when they needed to make. We didn't. And all that being said, the whole game came down to you know, us with a minute 58 to go and have an opportunity to, to to grind the game out to lead to a field goal or a touchdown at the end. We didn't do it. Our defense has a chance to stop them with 54 seconds on the 42-yard line, and they drive down and kick a last-second field goal. So we had our opportunities, no matter how that game went, uh, to win it in the end and didn't do it. That's one of the puzzling things, I guess, about it. You, that scenario you talk about with less than two minutes to go and not finishing it off and not scoring. It's kind of uncharacteristic of what we've seen from this team over the last few years. Yeah, over the last couple of years, we've been better than we have been lately at it. And it's starting to uh, really, I think, piss us off because we feel like we're, we're playing good football and not getting rewarded for playing good football. Now, you could say, uh, what do you mean? Well, it's tough to win in this league. And when you feel good, you feel like you have leads in the fourth quarter of games, you'd like to close them out. And when you have opportunities to win games, even when you lose, take or cough up the lead, you'd still like to be 
be able to do it. And we used to, well, not say we used to, we've, it's been proven. We've done it over the last couple of years uh, more than once, more than twice. I mean, it just lately we haven't been able to do it, and it's been biting us, and we've got to get back into those winning ways. And, you know, it's going to take us playing a little bit better for the for 60 minutes totally all three phases to do it uh, where it doesn't come down to the very end but when it does you know we've got to be able to make the plays too at that point uh, second half has been a tough half in the last three games that you've lost uh, BC Hamilton and then yesterday in Calgary is there anything to that is it just happening that way or is there something to the fact that you're not able to put up points in the second half when you need them in those three games I think there's varying different circumstances of every game. Uh, none of them are the same, so it's hard to say fix it. Um, you know, each each game was a little bit different ent- entity. Um, fact of the matter is, we haven't scored enough, and you know, when we've needed to score, or needed a drive, we haven't been able to do it. So, um, you know, we look at it, we look at everything, and we correct them. Um, you know, we just got to get better at the end of the day. And so, you know, there's moments in every game at the beginning, middle, and at the end that you could say it could help you win it. And certainly uh, that's played its part in the, the last three losses. Comforting to know that you have the weapons you have, you know, led by Mike Riley and the great receiving core you have and a real good running back in C.J. Gable, that you have the pieces in place to execute and get out of any kind of funk you're in offensively? I believe so. I mean, we – I mean – we believe in ourselves. We believe in our system that we run and believe in the players we have here. And it's just a matter of fine-tuning some things and getting better at it um, and making plays when they're there to be made. I mean, that's a simple fact. The the, the last three games that, you know, we've – haven't we've come up short there's been plays in those games to make and we just haven't made them and it's particularly at the end of a game when we absolutely need to make them we're not so um you know i could be better at calling some things uh we but we can all you know <clears throat> i think at the end of the day be better and that's what we got to concentrate on let's flip over to the other side of the football the defense i thought pretty strong game i mean they set the tempo early with a great first series uh they've stopped Calgary three times in the red zone. They limited them to one touchdown. Uh, pretty good performance by your D yesterday. They were great. I mean, they're tenacious. They're after after the quarterbacks over there all, all day, I thought. You know, that didn't seem like they were super comfortable all the time. I mean, uh, Bo's a great quarterback, so he's always going to, you know, look in rhythm and stuff like that. But we did hit him and sacked him four times and, you know, should have been five. Uh, so I thought they did their part. They touched the ball quite a bit, either knocking it out of people's hands, making them fumble, or you know, getting opportunities for picks. And that doesn't happen every day. And so those are the positives. Absolutely, we shut them down the red zone, which um, was good to see. And then, I mean, we put them into 17 second long situations, and that's a lot. And so, if you can do that, that's a you know, a barometer of how you're playing on defense that many second along. So, you know, and they only converted, and you know, they converted some, but at the end of the day, to put them in that situation tells you how good we're, we're playing. Um, but again, it just comes down to we have to finish too. And at the end of the day, that's what we got to hang our hat on. We got to be able to do that. Uh, as good as we played, we got to be better. You mentioned the sacks. Alex Bazzi had two of them, four on the season now. Uh, a guy who's been around the quarterback a lot this year, it's nice to kind of see him get rewarded in a game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, the best Alex is just one of those guys that's tenacious. He gets after you, and he stays after you the whole entire game. He does not slow down. I, I love his the way he works, the way he you know, plays the football game. He plays it the right way, um, and I think that's contagious for our D, and I think uh, you know he's definitely one of the leaders on that, that side of the ball that – 
you just watch him play. He just doesn't stop. And so he gives great effort. He's got a lot of skill. Um, he's fun to watch. And so I'm, I'm thankful that he is being rewarded for what he's doing. Um, you know, the work he's putting in. I thought Chris Edwards played a pretty good game yesterday. He's a guy who gets linked with penalty calls, it seems, and, and uh, it seems to come at the wrong time. Obviously, one came at the wrong time in the game yesterday. Give me your, your take on, first, the penalty call against him and the season he's had uh, as a first-year starter. Um, the penalty against them, I mean, he had him, you know, hemmed up for five yards, and after five yards, he reached out and touched the receiver after five yards. And yeah, we talked about in the meeting today, he doesn't need to do it. He's covering them. Um, they were going to get down to him. He was covered. The quarterback shouldn't throw it. But you can't – you have a referee watching you. So that part of the field is being watched by one guy. And he decided to make the call based on what he saw and assessed. And at that moment, Chris's hands were on him past six yards. How much he was on him is debatable. I mean, but if you thought he influenced – um, the quarterback from not throwing it there, that must have been his decision. Um, he threw the flag a bit late, but at the end of the day, he threw the flag. And, you know, we talk about it all the time in our building. We don't need to do stuff that we're not coached to do that isn't part of what we're, you know, we know not to do. So after five yards, our DBs know you can't touch the receiver. You get away with stuff during a game. I mean, I can show you a play uh, on the, vice versa. Um, you know, we throw a corner route. Duke Williams is running a 10-yard dig. He gets stopped at 10 yards and can't go inside. They don't throw a flag on that play, and it's very similar. But I tell the guys all the time, it's to the judgment of the referee what he saw. So what we slow it, when we slow it down, they don't have that ability. So you know what's right and wrong. And as a DB, our guys do know. After five yards, you can't touch them. That doesn't take away – I don't want that to take away from what Chris did for the entire game because he played an outstanding game, caused a fumble, played very physical, covered well. You know, he does a lot – on special teams, he's played really well. So, you know, Chris is a great player. I, I love the way Chris plays the game. You know, you know, mistakes happen, penalties happen. It's just a part of our game. And, you know, he'll get better from it if – like I said in this game – Oh, there, there was players that took their turns. Um, you know, I, I, I'll learn from some of the calls I made. If we can all learn from some of the mistakes we made and we, it makes us better, then that's what you, what you want. And that penalty call yesterday is a little different from some of the earlier ones, the 15-yarders that, that he's gotten. This one is kind of a football play to, you know, more than others. Yeah, like I said, it's, I always say it, those are judgment calls by the referees. What we, what we construe or what we believe are fouls are not fouls, that's their jobs. Their jobs is to decipher that in a split second to say, yes, that was or was not a foul. I'd always prefer black or white. Just call it like you see it and don't hold back. So at the end of the day, that, I mean, I know the flag came out a bit late. I would have preferred the flag to come out right now. If you thought it was a flag, just throw it. Uh, you know, that's, that's, I think, the biggest thing that people question is, well, it came out pretty late. It came out after he was sacked and you threw it. I don't. It's, it's a flag. And at the end of the day, our guys in our league, referees have a tough job and they judge it, and they judge it well. So, you know, we, we have to learn from what they do, and we teach our guys off of the calls they make. So that's what every day when we come in, we look at the flags they called and said, yep, that was or wasn't. And in, in our opinion, if it wasn't, we teach them what they saw and what they did. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, Chris touched them after five yards, and it was a foul, and we got to live with it. Nick Usher hasn't played a lot, but uh, in the games he's played, uh, you go away from the game saying, I noticed him. He makes plays. 
Yeah, no, Nick's uh, one of those guys, again, he's a lot like Bazzi. He gives great effort. He's very, very physical. Um, you'll know when you play against him because he'll hit you, and, um, you know, that shows up. It showed up from day one that we've had him here since we've been able to put the pads on. You know, he... Um, He's got a lot of talent. Uh, it's untapped as well. I mean, he's got a lot of room for growth, but uh, he's done everything we've asked of him and then some. And this game, get, I think he got a sack and obviously got the fumble recovery and did a great job. You know, we talk about ball security all the time. And obviously in this game, we had troubles with that on offense, but on defense, our guy touched it. He did a great job carrying it all the way down to the 10 and wrapping it up at the end. More with head coach Jason Moss when we continue listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show for Michener Allen Auctioneering on 630 Ched. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio 630 Ched. More with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss coming up on the Coach's Show. He'll address the week ahead and how the Eskimos prepare for the rematch game on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium this week when they play the Calgary Stampeders again on Saturday. But before we look ahead to Saturday's rematch, let's take one more look back at what was an extremely entertaining Labor Day Classic in 2018. Mitchell in the pocket. He's dancing around a bit and he's going down. Great start in the first series. Bo Levi Mitchell is sacked. And I believe it was Alex Bassey who was first there to get credit for it. Ball is up and through and for the first time since 2012 the Eskimos have the lead in the Labor Day Classic. 3-0 Eskimos. Veritas from his uh, from the 50-yard line of the Eskimos. Maver to hold. There's the kick and it uh, just gets through into the end zone over the top of the bar and the Labor Day Classic is tied at three between the Stampeders and the Eskimos. Mitchell waits for the snap, gets it, looks to the right side, pressure's coming, he delivers, it's complete, and touchdown Stampeders. Tavares Daniels takes it to the end zone, and Calgary gets the first touchdown of the football. Here's the pitch by Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh, Great ball play. comes loose. Eskimos pick it up. It's Nick Usher with it. Usher, he's to the 30. He gets to the 20 and is finally taken down inside the 10-yard line. Big turnover. Eskimos have it inside the 10. Riley's going to be in the shotgun. Gable stands behind him. Riley five yards back at Justin Sorensen. There's the snap. There's the give to Gable. Touchdown, Eskimos. C.J. Gable goes to the end zone. Oh, 19 and a half yards for Rennie Paradis. The most accurate field goal kicker in CFL history. Balls on the tee. Balls in the air. Balls through the upright. Stan Peters lead 13-10. First down. There's the snap. Riley takes the drop. He unloads. He's going deep. And it is complete. Touchdown, Eskimos! Duke Williams in the end zone. What a bomb from Riley. And the Eskimos have the lead. Pressure's coming. He's going down. Bo Levi Mitchell for the second time today goes down. And Alex Bazzi's got a pair. O'Neill will try to pin the Stampeders deep. There's the snap. Kick is up. And let's see. It'll bounce at the five. And oh, oh my goodness. That rolled out at the half-yard line. From the 42-yard line, Maver pins. Kick is up. And the Stampeders have taken the lead with five minutes to play. It's 20-17 to 17 Calgary over the Eskimos. With two and a half minutes to go, ball is down, kick is up. And 
It's a tie game. 20-20. The Eskimos and the Stampeders. Two minutes and 22 seconds to go. Sean White has hit another clutch field goal for the Eskimos. No time on the clock. The kick is up. And the Calgary Stampeders have won the 2018 Labor Day Classic. Rennie Paredes wins it with a field goal, 23-20, Calgary over Edmonton. So close, so close for the Eskimos, but they fall short for the seventh consecutive Labor Day. We're back with the coach. Uh, Jason, I just want to get you to comment on uh, the game Hugh O'Neill had. Uh, I think offensive linemen and punters, uh, it doesn't matter how well you play in some games, you don't get the credit for it. But, I mean, he had two perfect punts in the football game yesterday, and he continues to have a great season. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome all year. I mean, we've uh, we noticed that. I mean, I know you say punters and O-linemen don't get a lot of credit from anybody else, but the teams notice it. And um, Hugh has been superb all year. I mean, from the moment we've made him our punter and said that's your job and you got to do it and you know that's your it's your job and he's been professional he's been outstanding um again to to pin a team of the two in the one yard line is fantastic i mean that doesn't happen all the time hugh's making it more common than it generally is um it seems like every time he has an opportunity to pin a team deep we're we're being able to do that and that's spectacular if he can continue to do that you know it gives us a a huge chance of winning each ball game seven times inside the 10 this year and that is tied for the league lead uh the return game do you do you need more from it yeah, I mean, I think you always would prefer uh, more. Um, but at the end of the day, our guys are fielding it. We're getting the possessions we need. Um, it's a work in progress. We, we worked on some things last week to, to get it better. And, you know, it'll continue to be that way as the year goes on. Bounce back time, I guess, now as you look ahead to Saturday and the rematch against the Stampeders. What's the process like in the building this week as you try to get everybody, especially after such a difficult loss and a difficult way to lose a, uh, lose a football game? I imagine you got to get the mind right as well as get the body right to play on Saturday. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, our message this week is if this game pissed you off, good because it should have and so uh, if you're the type of player that's going to be pissed off all week I'm happy for it just let let it fester let it sit in, in you in your gut while you watch this film because we're going to watch this film all week so if it pisses you off every time you see it you want to throw up every time you see it great and let those emotions be what drives you for this week and not to let it happen again. So that's our mindset this week is watch this film all week learn from it but understand that Saturday has to be a different outcome and we have to be better. And, you know, whatever's going to make us play our best, make it happen. And, you know, it's up to us to do that. So um, that's the message. And how you get there, I don't really care. You just, you know, whatever it takes. And so, you know, we I'm still a positive person. I'm a positive way of thinking guy. You know, we'll look at what we did well. We'll do it again. What we didn't do well, we'll correct. We'll fix. We'll move on. We've game planned. We, you know, started our game planning already today. So in our mind, I've moved on. But the fact of the matter is we're going to be watching this over and over again. 
and I'm happy for that because it makes you freaking focus and think about what just happened and it should piss us off and so at the end of the day you're gonna have a pissed off group playing Saturday which is not a bad thing uh, not a lot of time in between games how difficult is it to have the physical level because yesterday seemed like a pretty physical game and I know both teams lost some players in the football game uh, how difficult is it to have that same physicality level on the rematch I don't think at all I mean I think our guys are trained well um, you know we we ran the plays we ran got to come home early they hopefully got some sleep got some rest they woke up today we had a recovery a rundown uh, we'll be back at practice tomorrow so our guys will be physically ready to play I can assure you that good teams handled adversity well I guess this is a pretty big test for the 2018 Eskimos coming up yeah and I mean if you can go off history of what we've done here in the past you know generally when our backs are against the wall we come out slugging and fighting and that's what you want and I feel like we've fought and, and fought very well this year uh, and faced a lot of adversity but at the end of the day we need to start having different outcomes in those those games and but I can guarantee you there'll be fight Jason, thanks for this. Good luck this week. Thank you. That's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss from earlier today. The Eskimos, of course, getting set for the rematch Saturday on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. It's a 5 o'clock start on Saturday. What a great day for Canadian Football League action. Three games back-to-back-to-back wrapping up on the Brickfield with the Eskimos and the Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day rematch. Don't forget, kids get in free. Uh, Head to Ticketmaster.ca or the Eskimos uh, website to get all your ticket information for Saturday. 5 o'clock start, 3 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff show here on 6.30. Chad, the Eskimos will go back to practice tomorrow as they get set for the football game. A tough, tough loss yesterday. There's no doubt about that. It will be a big test for them both physically and mentally to rebound against the Stampeders on Saturday. Yeah, they go back to practice tomorrow. We'll have lots of coverage right here on 6.30. Chad and at 6.30. Chad.com as the Eskimos get set for a Saturday's rematch. And I'll tell you what, the first game in this series was just tremendous yesterday. So entertaining. Uh, heartbreaking, but entertaining from an Eskimo perspective. Uh, let's hope they can reach that level again on Saturday. 5 o'clock kickoff, 3 o'clock for the pregame show here on 630 Chad. That's the Eskimos Coaches Show for tonight. My name is Morley Scott. Thanks for hanging out with us for the last half hour. We'll talk to you later. Have a great night, everybody. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.